Welcome back to the Mail-In Podcast. Happy December 22nd, everybody out there. We're recording this on December 21st. The winter solstice rain. But it's December 22nd, a couple days before Christmas, a couple days into Hanukkah. The most festive episode of the Mail-In Podcast. Not that we have all the Christmas questions or anything, but... Uh, Do we even have a single Christmas question? I don't think so. Okay. I think we've covered most of the Christmas things... Uh, going back a couple episodes but to my right the lovely the one and only sally defreeze sally what is your current level of anxiety over flights right now you know i <laughs> not until, to bring up a bad time up until like an hour ago it was zero yeah and i were flying to michigan on christmas eve and i was like we'll be fine i'm not worried about it mm-hmm. delta loyal baby me too. I'm actually Southwest. Loyal. I was I was gonna say, hold on a second. You you guys. We are ride. also Delta loyal. Okay. Uh, and I was like talking to Will about it. He's like, we're flying to Detroit. We're not flying through O'Hare. It's gonna be fine. But then you and I got on the weather app <laughs> and started looking at wind speeds and like timing of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm still like optimistic. I need this storm to hit earlier than later. Yeah, like, I if think it's earlier. We're good. Y'all Knock on wood, and I'll give you the the Brett Merriman guarantee here. I think Saturday you're golden. If you were if you were had a flat a Friday flight right now, I'd be concerned. Both you and Randy are flying out tomorrow, correct? We're going. We're doing Thursday. I'm doing Thursday. Yeah, I'm not concerned. I'm flying out tomorrow afternoon to New York. Okay. What I am concerned about is my Thursday night. I have a 9:55 JFK to Buffalo. That is a little sketchy right now. Yeah. So I've lined up New York. Uh, couch surfing plans, and then like maybe a rental car for, and then I'd figure something out. Yeah, but is your, are you checking a bag? Oh yeah. So that bag's gonna be in Buffalo. Yeah, if it we'll, makes fi- it. we'll figure something out. Yeah, it's gonna be a gonna be because like Friday is off the table. I mean Friday is gonna be a disastrous weather day. Yeah, and that that's the other issue too. I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm like, well, if we, if our flight from Detroit to Traverse City gets canceled or something happens there because it's like small airport. Mm-hmm. We'll just drive. Then I'm like, shit, we have all this luggage. It is the, the, it is on your way. Though. You, in theory, it, could stop in Traverse City if it... Oh, Not really, but I mean, you could. It would just take a lot longer. But yeah. it's not a situation where I can't check mm-hmm. because we have Fritz with us. Yeah. And like everything's bulky. Like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I, tough. I have said on this podcast recently, I have gone to Team No Check, or Team Carry On, which has sure, been, sure you know, for me always. Even unless I was going somewhere for the weekend, I would check because I like just don't like carrying the bag with me. Yes, I've never really course. had a bag loss situation. Actually, like one mm-hmm. time, but that's it. And I now I'm like I need to know that my luggage is with me, but I don't think that's an option this time. You know, I think you just you leave it in the hands of of the uh, the man oh, upstairs, and yeah, you just say, a "Couple hail marys," and here we go. Yeah, pray for the flight to stay on. Play, play for the luggage to get there. Okay, I with luggage too. I think it's like, I think I've had this take on this podcast. It's the people that get there forty minutes ahead of their flight where their luggage gets lost. Yeah, because it just doesn't make it to the plane in time. Yeah, and if you're getting there with a kid and Will's there, like, and you're an hour and a half, you're gonna be fine. PSA to anybody who's traveling and checking bags. A lot of airlines, pretty much most good airlines at this point will mm-hmm. like put it in their app. Like it's been tagged and yeah. scanned oh, yeah. in. But if you 
don't trust that slash your airline's not doing that. Like Southwest doesn't do that. Air tag your luggage. Mm, there you to go. Drop an air tag in there. At least so you have peace of mind of like, oh, it's on the plane. It doesn't always update immediately. So like one time in Detroit, we were sitting there and Will's like, mm. still looks like it's on the opposite side of the airport. <laughs> and then like literally we were on the flight uh-huh. and I got a notification from Delta that it got scanned in and then Will was like, the air tag just updated. No shit. But at least you can like know what city it's in. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a great idea. I really, I'm I'm actually I literally just wrote down AirTag because order some AirTags on Amazon. Yeah, throw one in your luggage so that at least you can kind of track it and be like, okay, it looks like it's on the plane now. <laughs> I think we're good. Yeah, n- nothing is better than that little Delta notification that is like your bag. You know, your bag's on the number zero nine seven four eight two six is on board. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. I think I think it, Friday is going to be nasty for a lot of people if you haven't switched you know what's going to be really nasty unfortunately is that my son mm-hmm. does not like to wear a winter coat or a hat oh interesting. he like rips it off and loses his mind so that's really? going to be fun he has some interesting like frit just doesn't do cameras but actually our nanny was like so i told her this week i was like you got to practice putting it on him so that he'll be used to it by the time we have to go to michigan okay because when we were up there this fall was cold and we kept Mm -hmm. trying to put the beanie on him and he would just rip it off (laughs) she like texted me a picture of him yesterday he's like in his boots his little snow boots and his jacket and his beanie happy as a clam she's like he didn't make peep i was like are you kidding me no way so maybe he's just maybe he's into it but no apparently there's a trick you gotta like Put it on and then immediately distract him with a snack. Oh, so interesting. He doesn't realize. Doesn't realize it's on. But we're practicing. We're practicing all week. Okay. So that by the time that we get to Michigan, he is used to wearing the stuff. Has he seen uh, snow yet? No, he's never Ooh. seen snow. So this is going to be. Or yeah, this will be first time. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed. We Rosie's come with us a few times when it snowed, and mm, she loves she's it, she's a big fan. It's not an option to bring her anymore. That's too, that's very true. It's going to be a lot going on. We'll see. Randy's got a flight tomorrow night. I got a flight tomorrow night. I thought let's let's go three for three on the mail-in. Yeah, Randy doesn't look confident, but I feel good about it. <laughs> I feel good about it too. Randy. You got to manifest good things, Randy. Wait, are you leaving tonight? I'm leaving tomorrow morning. I had to rebook this thing four times. Oh my I think God. morning is better. Yeah. I'm going to just say it. Brett, I'm most worried about your flight because the later in the day you get. I, I am supremely confident in my Austin to New York tomorrow at like 1.30. Okay, yeah, yeah. That one's going to be fine. It's I am the... very worried about JFK to Buffalo tomorrow night. Yeah. I am supremely worried about that. Okay. So we'll see. How did you end up switching again? So my original flight was supposed to be Thursday morning, tomorrow morning. Yep. And then my parents called me up and were like, uh, you might want to switch this. So I switched it to Saturday afternoon. And then yep. my brother was saying, well, it's still going to be high winds. You might want, not want to do that. So I'm like, all right, fine. Then I switched it to tonight, Wednesday night. Sure. And then I was like, all right, we're good to go. And then an hour after I booked it, I got a notification. It got canceled. Oh, my god! So then gosh. I had to Shit. rebook to tomorrow morning. So I am back on the out. same flight. I am leaving 10 minutes later and getting into Chicago at two hours later. Oh my so God. It just people just getting too concerned. So hopefully I get there. I don't know. Randy's <laughs> you've had like, you know what though? I kind of like, like this is, I don't know if this is like a massive thing about me, but I kind of like if you're traveling for a holiday 
I just think of like planes, trains, and automobiles, and John mm-hmm. Candy, and, and like you should have a little bit of attrition in your, you know, in, or, or honestly, adverse, if I get like, on diver- the flight not, from Austin to Detroit, like, I'm getting drunk on that flight. Like if we yeah. if we take off, I am immediately having a mimosa and be like, give it to me. I have I'm flying JetBlue weirdly. I have Delta vouchers that expire. I think like February, and I have like twelve of them. Like drink vouchers for whatever reason that I just discovered maybe a month or two ago. I was like, where, where have these been my whole life? Because you kind of have to go in to find them a little bit. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, drink vouchers, interesting. And then I was like scrolling through them. And so we we have some some work to do on the next Delta flight I take. Yeah. To Park City or I guess Salt Lake City on January third, but yeah, we'll see. You're anyway, be hammered. Anyway, Sally, we are the Mail In Podcast. We talked about the weather. <laughs> we talked about the weather and planes, trains, automobiles, things of that nature. Maybe I'm gonna watch that movie. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do that tonight. Have I you like ever seen movie. it? I love that movie. Yeah. Will had never seen it until last year. Oh really? Year. Oh, it was like a staple in our family. Yeah, me too. So I made him watch it. That's I. We yep, own it now. That. Actually, I bought it. Do you really? Yeah. It's definitely in. You know the old, uh, like whether it was VHS or DVD collections that your parents had uh-huh. in like the big TV stand because the TVs used to be like three feet wide, and so you had to put them on something. And if you're if you're in a you kitty tournament, deep, deep yeah, yeah, three feet deep. And yet we had a big TV stand, and in the drawers were like our board games, and then fifty DVDs and VHSs. Yeah, every '90s kid is like, "Yep, had that," with our suburban like tan carpet. And then the like, the the Disney VHSs that had the like padded oh yeah cover big padded cover that made like such a satisfying like pop. There's like a 22 year old out there right now who has no idea what we're talking about. No clue. No like if Callie was here, she'd be like, "What are you guys like? What DVDs, Blu-rays, VHS?" No, like they they don't even know what DVDs are. Oh, I, I know. It's it's crazy, absolutely crazy. Anyway. Subscribe on iTunes, follow on Spotify, hit the hotline number 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mailin Podcast or in the description of this episode. Hit up the store, washmedia.shop. Hit up the YouTube, youtube.com slash Podcast to watch us. I got my golf outfit on today. I'm golfing with your husband later. I know. Uh, and let's get into it. Sally, ready? I'm ready. Brett and Sally. So I recently decided I want to cut out alcohol for a bit. It's getting harder to bounce back from even a couple drinks. But more importantly, I need to do a better job of saving money and cutting out drinks, bar tabs, and subsequent Ubers. Seems like the obvious choice to be healthier and save money. Here's my dilemma. I've been dating a girl for about six months, and our Saturday nights are pretty typical for a late 20s couple in a big city. Dinner in a nice restaurant, uh, followed by drinks at a cocktail lounge, hotel bar, etc. I've always paid for the dinner and drinks, as I believe it's all part of the date. But the other night, we went out for drinks after dinner, and I mentioned I'm just getting water. And when the bartender asked for a card for her drinks, my date looked at me, and it created a pretty awkward situation of her looking through her purse before I just put my card down. So my question is, is there an expectation that I should pick up my drinks or my date's drink tab if I'm not getting anything? Again, a big reason I want to cut out alcohol is to save money. But I also understand that I'm, quote, t- taking her out on a date. So I see the argument that I should pay for the experience regardless of whether or not I'm drinking. But we also live in L.A. where drinks are $20 plus, so that can add up quickly. 
I imagine one suggestion might be having drinks at home to save on a bar tab. However, she works remote and lives by herself. So she really looks forward to going out on a Saturday night, and I don't want to take that away from her. Also, do you have any general tips for approaching that conversation around splitting expenses? We've only been dating for a few months, so haven't really had any serious conversations yet. Would love to get your thoughts around expectations for who pays for things early on in a relationship and how best to communicate that. Thanks. Love you guys. Okay, a very well articulated question here, by the way. Yes, and I think six months in is perfectly acceptable to like have a conversation with your significant other about. Sure, this. I think so too. I think early on, um, sort of gender rolling here, but I think as a man, you kind of take sort of responsibility for first date, second date, third date drinks and bar tabs, or at least I feel socially responsible for that. Okay, I was about to ask what your opinion is yeah. on guys I, I, paying. I I think. I, there's, I don't think there's rules on it. I don't think there should be rules on it, but I personally feel that responsibility. Do you think that that's fair? Um, probably not. I think that's probably just sort of like this societal gender norm that's as we move further away from old school stuff mm -hmm. is going to be broken, but I still feel that pressure. So I um, heard an interesting take on this. Actually, Tinks said mm -hmm. this, which I think was very – she's probably gotten it from somebody else. But basically, like, somebody asking, should we as women feel like – like, do we need to pay for drinks on the first date? Like, is it an old school, you know, thing to do that? And she was like, I'll stop caring about people paying for my drink on the first date when the the gender wage gap is <laughs> – you know yeah. non-existent which i was like that's actually a really good way to put it like there's a mm -hmm. lot of things that women are behind men in and so if if that's going to be made up to me by people paying for my drinks then I'll, so be it i also heard the take and there's probably a degree of like sexism here and what i mean by that is i think that women spend a lot of money on hair Makeup, clothing, beauty tax, beauty like is what it's called. The beauty tax, and I I, I buy one moisturizer and yeah. like I'm good, not hundreds of dollars worth of makeup and stuff. So I think there's sort of like a trade off there. Like yeah. you guys, as women, put a lot of money into things that men don't, and mm -hmm. so I'm happy to. Uh, try to even it out i guess in the form of drinks or dinner or something like that i don't know is that is that misogynistic is that sexist no is that i, I feel almost we, like cringy saying that but yeah um no i don't think so i think uh, this question aside i think that that's always going to be you know for the next probably couple decades still like a societal mm -hmm. norm and i think that there is a lot we can go into about gender sure. roles and gender norms mm -hmm. and why we should and shouldn't do stuff. But I think what you're saying is valid and what I'm saying is valid. Mm -hmm. For this guy, I I agree. Like I think when Will and I first started going out, he paid for the first few things. And then as we I would say started dating, yeah. like we were exclusive. I mean, we were pretty exclusive early on, but like when that was known that I was not going on dates with other people or he wasn't going on dates with other people. Mm -hmm. 
it became more of a like time to split some stuff situation. And I, mm-hmm. I recall around maybe it was like four ish months having a conversation about it because it was kind of a situation where one, we were long distance dating and two, we were both in jobs. Like I probably at the time made more money than he did. Okay. He had just moved to Austin. So he had a lot of expenses. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, I was happy to pay for stuff. And we kind of did it in the sense of like, we talked, I, I can't remember fully what we said, but it was like, you know, I'll get one and then you get another. And we'll, you know, if yeah. anything's like egregious, we'll just Venmo the other person. Mm-hmm. Cause it was getting to a point where it was like, I'm not going to make him pay for every single thing we do. Yeah. And I hope that most people in relationships are realizing that whether or not like whatever type of relationship you're in that you, when you get to that point, you either are comfortable being like, you can pay for everything or you're comfortable saying like, Hey, I need you to start picking up some stuff. And I know that's kind of an awkward situation Mm -hmm. for some people, but I also think, especially if he's not drinking, you know, like he's having waters, that's like not fully his responsibility. And she should probably realize that. And, but Again, people are not mind readers. He may just need to say something to her. I think that's the biggest thing here is is let's let's talk about it because then it can go a couple of different ways. You can be like, well, okay, like I'm no problem. I I can pick up my drinks. You're not drinking. You can pick up some of the food, whatever it might be. Um, or it's like, well, that's weird. I don't like that. And you can kind of reevaluate where this whole thing is. Right. Um, but no, I don't think if you're getting waters. And if it, maybe if it's like like a true date night, like you're rolling out the red carpet, you're doing the nice dinner, and you're picking up her drinks because it's like that's that's a nice date night. But I don't think this is a consistent thing, right? That should be part of your relationship if you're if you're just drinking water. Yeah, and I think you can always have it. You know, it's, I think the conversation that Will and I had early on was more like, "Hey, I'm trying to save some money, mm-hmm. so either we need to go on less expensive dates, sure, yeah, <laughs> or." Uh, we need to like start kind of keeping each other in check or, Mm -hmm. you know, you might have to pick up one and I'll pick up one. Yeah. And especially too, because we were going places in Houston and then people were like getting, you know, drinks on our tab. And it was like, we got to really just take care of ourselves. I'm bad about that. Yeah. I'm bad. I'm bad about, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw it on mine. Stick it on mine. And then the person stuck with the bills, like what the hell? Like, and especially when you're not drinking and like, first of all, kudos to you. Yeah. Uh, That's always, there's also a lot to be said about the societal pressures of not drinking and, you know, what comes with that and being able to just be comfortable in that and still go out and mm-hmm. have a boundary around that. But I also think that comes with some like, am I responsible for paying for everyone else's alcohol just because I'm not partaking? And that's such an easy way if you're going to a bar to just remove yourself from the situation um, and let someone else pay except for when she's taking forever to find a credit card yeah yeah there's some there's like a degree of like oh 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 so that's why i don't think you have this conversation at the dinner table no no no. have it it, when you're sober on an afternoon and just say like hey i'm trying to save some money Mm -hmm. when we like i'm happy to pay for dates when we go out and i'm not drinking i would prefer if you picked up those tabs of your own Mm -hmm. like i don't want you to feel like i'm not being you know, a gentleman or I'm not taking care of you. Like I'm happy to do that, but I want to save money so we can do other stuff. Like maybe go on a trip, mm-hmm. you know, sure. yeah, yeah, word it like that. Parlay, so that it parlay. seems like, you know, you're 
willing to spend spend money on you as a couple, but maybe just not like her alcohol. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Totally fair. Um, and I think, like you said, like four four months is a good time. Four six months is a good time to start having those conversations of like, okay, let's we're kind of if we're exclusive and it's been four months, six months, we're in this phase of this is a legit relationship. Um, let's have those conversations about splitting things. You're like, hey, like I'll pick up this, you pick up that. I'll pick up that grocery thing. You pick up that bottle of wine, like whatever it might be. But I think it's it's very fair, especially this day and age, to be um, more equitable in in dates and tabs and that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know what you could do though, if you just want to have date night at home, Sally. Yeah. How about whipping up something from Butcher Box? I mean. Quality date night at home. Quality like date, and he night. mentioned that he's like, we could do stuff at home. That's always an option. A steak but night. But I think I think if she, she likes to go the out, wine? yeah, she brings the wine. You know, maybe once in a while because she does work remotely. But if you want to blow her socks off, or if you want to blow his socks off, and you're you're a wizard around the grill too, butcher box is the option. Yeah. Tell you what, my fridge and freezer are stocked with butcher box right now. And I can't wait to keep digging into it. I was I was in a, a grilling, like a grilling banshee this summer. I was yeah. whipping up like Randy was over. I was whipping up clams, scallops. Well, you know what steaks? else it is? It's What's crock pot season, baby. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. I have one too. Tons of different stuff you can make in crock pot stew. Perhaps a stew, chili, chili, oh. chicken, chili verde. In a Easy. You don't have to leave outside of your house. You just throw that shit in the crock pot, return eight hours later, or if you have an instant pot. And you know why else you don't have to leave your house? Quality meat. Because Butcher Botch sends quality meat right to your doorstep, yeah. Sally. Right to your doorstep. They take the guesswork out of finding high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust. 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, humanely raised, no antibiotics, or added hormones. How about that? Free shipping, by the way. For continental U.S. and no surprise fees, choose from a variety of box plan options from curated to customized and change your plan whenever you want. Maybe it's a seasonal thing. In the summer, you want a little lighter chicken steak kind of stuff. In the winter, you want like prime rib and you just want some like fucking nice cuts of meat. Freaking yeah. nice cuts of meat. Sorry. Uh, enjoy a range of high quality cuts that are hard to come by at the grocery store at an amazing value. Plus, you get exclusive member deals so you can save big on your favorite cuts. Uh, they give you recipe inspiration, guides, tips, hacks. Some are even personalized, by the way. So you can cook up mouth-watering meals. Like I said, this summer I've been going crazy with Butcher Box. This winter I've been doing them uh, on my little cast iron on the on my stove, on my electric stove. It's kind of, it's kind of sad, but I need a gas stove, Sally. Yeah, we I just, need one too. I just need one. Next, my next place, wherever that may be or whenever that may be, it's got to be gas stove. Got to be gas stove because then I can cook up Butcher Box even better. This holiday season, let ButcherBox make your uh, make your life better and tastier. For a limited time, they're offering our listeners ground beef for life. That's plus a screaming deal. Plus twenty dollars off your first order. Ground beef for life. That's chili for life, Sally. With Burgers our friends over at ButcherBox. Plus twenty dollars off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com/mailin and use code mailin to get twenty dollars off your first box. And ground beef for the life of your membership. That's butcherbox.com slash mail-in and use code mail-in to claim this deal. All right, Sally. Next one? Yes. Hey, Brett and Sally. 
Spicy one here, Randy. My girlfriend and I use the winky face emoji when texting dirty talk. Here's the deal. However, my religiously conservative mother has started using the same winky face emoji when texting me. Is there any way I can explain why this is weird and get her to stop? Talking dirty texting with winky face emojis, Sally. Uh, the simple solution here is that you have to stop texting your so girlfriend. It's off your roster. Case. Yep. You got to take. Because you're not going to explain to your mom. <laughs> why she can't use the winky face emoji. Even if you come up with some half-assed excuse like, oh, like. <sighs> Gen Z says the winky face is out or whatever the fuck you're <laughs> going to say. The crying laughing emoji that's yeah. so out. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I still use it. I definitely still use the crying laughing. Um, it's in my top like three. Yeah. My MySpace yeah. top six. Um, no, you're not going to explain to your mom to not use it. And uh, I think the only time that it's like acceptable for you to explain to your mom to not use an emoji is if she starts like using the eggplant. Or the peach. The eggplant on the, yeah. And then you have to be like, you know that the, the connotation of that is penis and ass. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that and that's a real easy to spell it out. But like, you're not going to be like, please stop using the winky face. It's got like sexual references because she's going to be like, why? It's a wink. Da -da -da. You know. Yeah. And the winky face on uh, the terms of emojis that are used in that kind of stuff. I think that's a that's one of the lighter ones, that's right? It's like a playful one. Yeah, that's playful. That's like. I think, you know, either you you got to stop using the, the winky face. What do you think? What's what's the most sexual emoji that's not the eggplant or the peach? Oh, it's the, the smirk. The, the, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's the one. See, I use that all the time in a non-sexual way. I'm just like really? mm, being a little naughty over here. That sounded sexual. But you know what I'm saying? Like you're like, oh, you should uh, – it's your birthday. You should call out tomorrow. Smirk face. <laughs> that's where you use it. Yeah. Um. The other one that's pretty bad is like the, uh, like the the drooling. The, one. Uh, the drooling was gonna be mine. <laughs> yeah. If the you sent a drooly pretty... emoji, like you're horny. Yeah, that's fair. There's or no it's way like, around it. I I honestly I use that one for food. Like if yeah, you, know, you send a picture of like chicken wings. What's your like top three emojis used? Probably. Uh, I'll go. I'll go into my frequently used emojis. I use the. Oh, I love the the, okay sign. Mm -hmm. I use that pretty much for everything. Um, the oh the like the the oh shit the big the the smile where it's like like that one yeah that one like uh, and probably the I'm looking I mean all of these I use all the time uh, like the oh eyes emoji just the two eyes yeah two I eyes, have that. Yeah. Or the like big eyes. Yeah, Randy knows I use that literally all the time. I do the two eyes, like the side eye or mm -hmm. the. The big eyes? The big, but like on the emoji face. Mm, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I use a lot of the like looking up like eye roll emoji. <laughs> use the eye roll emoji. Though. And then I've used, I've used the green nausea emoji. Nausea mm. emoji. Wow, that was hard to say. Like a lot recently because it's like, ew, gross or like hungover or whatever gotcha gotcha very cool but this question either you stop or you just you, you kind of get over it because it's you, there's plenty of other emojis to you use. gotta get over it but also you may need to tell your girlfriend like we gotta we gotta, we gotta switch gotta it move up over to the smirk yeah just use the smirk it's like the same thing
Or just, there's one with just the tongue out, not even drooling, just like a tongue. Mm, good one. Yep. Good one. That's kind of sexual too. Like why, are, why else are you doing this? The tongue one? <laughs> I, good question. Hey guys, I recently went exclusive with a girl. Congratulations. Uh, we are both mid to late 20s, if age matters. Here's the backstory. I have only slept with three people, including her, and I'm pretty selective about who I hook up with. Before we went exclusive, we had the are you tested talk, and she said she hadn't slept with someone since September and was tested. After the fact, uh, she told me she actually hooked up with him in between our second and third dates and was not tested. <laughs> on top of that, she cheated on her fiancé with her married uh, with kids boss for over a year and a half. Uh, cheating, homewrecking, and lying are three big red flags for me. But outside of her sexual history and those, she checks all of my boxes. How can I grow up and get over it? That, that's so many red flags. <laughs> I don't think we can. That's too many red flags, my man. Okay. In the like vein of like people can change, et cetera, you should give people a second chance. You had Randy over here rubbing his. But I, I agree with you. I, I'm just oh saying, like, God. as devil's advocate, I think if you find out your partner like cheated in a past relationship, or you know, I don't think we're like judging people on being promiscuous at this point, but like cheated or lied to you about something or whatever, all of those on its own, you're like, okay, we can figure something. We're out. gonna move past that. Like, I think if I started dating someone and they were like, Hey, like upfront, like, Hey, I've cheated in a past relationship. I've changed. I just want you to like be aware of that. I think that's like a mature thing to say all of those on its own. Like people cheat when they're young, you know, or I mean, still in not when they're young, but mm -hmm. you know, if it's one of those things, like I cheated on my college girlfriend and now I'm telling you because I want you to know that I've changed whatever that's, Sure. I'm going to give you a chance. I'm going to have my guard up, but I'm going to give you a chance. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. All three of those things, especially that she lied to you during the relationship. Yeah. Because she clearly yeah. was like ashamed with the fact that she probably slept with the guy in between. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't, and, and like maybe now that they're official, she's like, I got to come clean, but she still didn't get tested. Now I'm like, you got to go get tested again. Yeah. PSA, by the way. Everybody go get tested. I'm yeah, go get tested. Just, just once a year. But go, also now go, you need to send her to go down. get tested. That, to me, again, by itself is like, okay, I'm going to give you a second chance. But with all the other things is pretty egregious. Yeah. And hard to move past. Because here's the thing. It's a pattern. Like, she cheated on her fiancé with a, her boss. And he was married. That's like three things. That's boss, married, cheating on your fiance, and now has lied to you in the span of your relationship. To me, that's a pattern. That's going to continue. She isn't working towards change. No. In my opinion. No. And I think you're only setting yourself up for failure by ignoring some of that stuff. Yeah. Here's another thing. Like if you really like her and you – Think she can change, et cetera. Pull your friends. And like not in a like snarky, like, what do we think about her way? Like, what do you think she's a slut? Blah, blah, blah. No, not doing that. But like 
if your friends are getting bad vibes, that's a red flag too. Like mm -hmm. if they're like, yeah, uh, you know, when you left the bar on Saturday, she was all over some guy. You know, I, I think that yeah. there are relationships. I have been witness to some where you're like, I don't, this person's not really okay. And then when it ends, they're like, why didn't you tell me? Cause you, and you're like, I didn't want to like get involved, but yeah. this is the time to like kind of pull your friends, her friends of like really probably your friends, not her friends. <laughs> then her friends would be like, what the hell? But I, you know, if they are already getting bad vibes or they're yeah. like, no, she's so great, whatever, then great. Maybe she's changing. But I don't, I think this is too many for me. It'd be right. It'd be one thing if it was just the, she did her, her fiance with her married with kids boss. And we, and that's, that was a big part of it. Like, and that's over. And what a mistake changed. that was. And what like a mistake. But we're like, we're talking about a very recent incident. And when she, she lied, lied directly to you to him. about, and it's just like, man, I get, I get the boxes checked thing. Yeah. It's a powerful thing when she checks a lot of boxes, but it's also a pattern of this is going to potentially ruin your, I don't know, engagement or marriage or life down right. the line because there's a pattern of that there's a pattern of this behavior. The thing that's I think most egregious for me, it's not even that she slept with somebody in between their second and third date. Like mm -hmm. they weren't exclusive yet. No, so no, no, she no. lied. She lied about it. About getting tested. Also that, which that's, is like that to me potentially like, dangerous. You don't she doesn't owe you an explanation for like sleeping with someone when you're not exclusive. Yeah. But the fact that she said I haven't slept with anybody and I'm tested and made you feel secure. Yeah. To me, that's the biggest breach of trust out of all of them. Like, agreed. She's free to do whatever she wants with her life, but when she's in a you know relationship with you and telling you something like, and then lies about it, right? Here's I, my my final litmus test here because if you need a couple months to really truly see if this is the right thing, I'm not going to tell you a, 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 gotta break up with her, gotta like let it. No, I'm not going to do that. If she jokes about her like home wrecking, if she does it like, well, it was kind of you know, if she, it's a if it's a joking matter to her, run for the hills and not like a this ruined my life right. and my fiance's life and my boss's life. If and his she wife's feels life. no remorse yeah. over that incident, and it was like a playful, like oh, like things happen, and I was it was this, and she left. Like if it's that case, I'd I'd run as fast as you can. And if it's if she jokes about hooking up with this person recently and jokes about not getting, if, if this is all a joke to her, and she's per portraying that to you, then you run away. If she's has genuine remorse and genuinely like this ruined my life, and I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry for lying, I'm so sorry we got off on the right like the, the wrong foot, then maybe you give it more of a chance. But I just that's a, a, a lot of red flags for me. Also, needs to be said. If you're writing into a podcast about it, likely your gut is already telling you like something's up and you are looking for uh, trust your gut people. Yeah. Like you're looking, he's looking for like the reassurance that it's okay to continue, but like his gut's like, oh, oh, something's God. wrong. Oh, God. I need yeah. someone to like justify this for me. Trust your gut. Mm -hmm. It's not gonna steer you wrong. Agreed. You know, I trust in my gut, Sally. Wow. Wow. Not only butcher box, 
but a nice glass of water filled to the brim with liquid IV. What a what a transition there. What a transition because the the uh, the holidays are here, right? Liquid IV, you need something to pick you up the morning after, maybe getting a little too sloppy with Uncle Rich and Aunt Pam, something like that. Maybe you have a couple of yinglings, maybe you have a couple of Molson Coors busy products. I don't know. And you need something there for you in the morning. Liquid IV is your thing. Or, or, or it's, it's triple demic season. Trip, it's triple demic season. So you need an immune system boost. Get liquid IV immunity. If or, you are sick and your throat hurts and you're not drinking water, that's not good. No. You need to be hydrated. Hydrated. So just triple your hydration. Bada bing. Hydration multiplier. Lastly, if you're feeling like a little run down in the afternoon and you, you don't necessarily want to do too much coffee or whatever, liquid IV is an energy blend. The matcha energy blend, mm-hmm. right in the middle of the afternoon, maybe maybe after a big morning, a couple brunch uh, cocktails. Maybe you're going out later that night with the high school buddies. Liquid IV is your siesta. What's your favorite flavor? Uh, pina colada, the Kygo uh, collab. So good. I'm like crushing Concord grape like it's my job. Well, that's good because I put Concord grape on your liquid IV order for next year. Thank you. So you're getting a buttload it's of Like I grape. literally drink one a day at this point. <laughs> it tastes so good. I, I, I do it. So my liquid IV routine, it says to list out your routine here. Uh, I do it after when I play hockey on Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. After hockey, I have a liquid IV in my bag, and then I f- refill my water bottle, pop it in, and on my way home, I'm just crushing liquid IV. It's been a I have new been thing. bringing liquid IV to the hospital mm. for my fellow medical workers because I thought you were going to say the patients. No, uh, because we are chronically underhydrated. We are very. Mm dehydrated actually because you don't have time to drink water <laughs> or pee too. so we've been crushing liquid ivs because it's the busy season for us mm-hmm. people are sick we got to stay well to take care of sick people and making everyone drink them here's the thing liquid iv you've heard a lot about it here's what's in it b3 or excuse me vitamin b3 vitamin b5 vitamin b6 vitamin B12, and vitamin C with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. It's made with premium ingredients. It's non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy, and it makes use of of cellular transport technology, which is designed to enhance rapid absorption of water and other key ingredients into the bloodstream. Basically, it's supercharging your hydration process. And here's how you get it. Grab your liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code MAILIN at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code MAILIN at liquidiv.com. Next one, Sally? Yeah. What's up, guys? I'm 30 years old uh, and have been married for four years. My wife and I both went to Ohio State. group of college buddies invited me to go to the Peach Bowl in Atlanta. Now that she knows uh, that I'm going on a guy's trip, my wife now wants to go. This is a guy's only trip, like I mentioned, and there's not a ticket for her. Do I buy two tickets and take my wife and give up my ticket in the group? It's a guy's trip, but there's also 40,000 women there as well, so the argument isn't super strong. Thanks, love you, go Bucks. Okay, the argument. 
Okay, if his argument is that women exist in the world, <laughs> it's like, I don't know where that's coming. Like, from. I don't. That's not. You're not like only men attend football games. His, that's his, not his name an is argument. Group of buddies is like th- one of the eighty thousand men in the one stadium, and just like yeah. The the argument guys. is we're going on a guys trip. Correct. Correct. That, that's the argument. I I get it. We've all been there. Like. You're with your significant other. They're going on a trip with friends. And you're like, well, damn, I want to do that. Especially if it's something like a a game for your alma mater. And especially if they both went there. Right. Uh, I I understand. There's two options here. You need to say, like, mm-hmm. I, I want to do this trip with my guy friends. You need to understand that. How's that going to go over? I mean, that's just a conversation you have to have with your partner. Will and mm-hmm. I have been married... Almost three years. Wow. And there's times where I'm like, I want to do that. And he's like, only guys are going. Okay. Yeah. And like, it's going to be weird if you're there. <laughs> and also like, you need time with your girlfriends. Literally this past weekend, I was in Cabo with some girlfriends. Like, mm-hmm. Will wanted to be in Cabo, not at home, but like, we're going for someone's birthday. It's a, it's a girl's trip. Like, it's important for that to exist in your relationship because each person needs to feel like they have a life outside of your relationship. And you also need to give each other the opportunity to hang out with your friends guilt-free. Yeah. And that is something that Will and I really had to work on when Fritz was born because it was like, okay, we need I need time away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I need you to not guilt me for doing it, both of us, because it was like, I need you here with the baby and blah, blah, blah. That's been, that's always important to set that boundary or that rule in any relationship. So I think if you're, all your guy friends are going, like I get it, but may, maybe you're like, hey, why don't you go with some friends? Mm-hmm. Make it a girl's trip. But I also think, here's the thing. If y'all had already talked about it, like you and your wife, and you're like, we're going to go, and then all your guy friends are going, they're like, yeah, we're going to a guy's trip. And you're like, okay, I'm just going to go with them. That's not good. That's egregious. But if you had, if the guys had the plan first and now she wants to go, which just sounds like that's what's happening, go on the guy's trip. You know, like, go, like, yeah. it's not like you're like, oh, we're going to go like to strip clubs in Georgia. It's like, no, we're going to a game. Like, mm-hmm. she doesn't, she can't be jealous that you're going with just guys when 40,000 women are going to be there. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but I, I think that that is an important conversation to have in your marriage, regardless of whether or not the trip is existing. You need to be free to go. Like when y'all went to Kelly's Irish pub or whatever the other day, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I want to freaking go. But Mm -hmm. then I'm like, you know what? Will needs time to like be with his friends. Not me. I don't need to show up. And we'll do it again. Yeah. And then like I go to dinners with my girls. Like it's, you've got to give each other that space because otherwise you're just going to be known as the codependent couple. Mm -hmm. And not only is that embarrassing for you, it's also important for your own mental health to have relationships outside of your romantic relationship. Agreed. Totally agree. I think you, you have the conversation. Hey, this, this is a guy's trip. And And I'm sorry that that hurt your feelings. I'm sorry, but this is a guy's trip. And it'd be one thing if it was Purdue and you get the once in a lifetime college football playoff situation. It's Ohio state. It's Ohio state. You'll be back. I think you're like, we'll try to go to the national championship (laughs) if we win. You there, yeah, hey, there you Me go. You. That's like writing a future, uh, writing a check for future you. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, ooh, gonna have to cash this one. But I I think that's just such an important lesson to have in relationships in general. I agree. I agree. And 
I, this is coming from someone who finds that hard because, like, I have FOMO. I want to hang out with Will and his friends. Mm-hmm. But I also know, like, he needs time away from me and Fritz to, like, decompress and have fun and not have me there all the time. Agreed. Good luck. Good luck. That conversation is going to be testy at first, and then I think it is. It, but it's I mean, going to be. It's going to end up okay. It's going to yeah. net out okay. Go Bucks! I think. Where are they playing, Randy? Georgia. Georgia. Ooh, good luck. Hello, Brett and Sally. This is the "What color are your bones?" guy. Great question. <laughs> this time, I have a question for you, Brett. I want to plan a ski trip, but being from Georgia, I know absolutely nothing about skiing or slopes or lodges or lifts or any of that. This will be our last trip before the group begins to move away from each other, so I want to make it memorable. Any location recommendations and or advice for beginners would be appreciated. Ah, just always gets me in the mood. Any ski trip questions, Sally? I will be going on one the first week of January. Very excited. We're going to Park City and Brighton and Alta and Snowbird, kind of just hitting that little area right there in Utah. Anyway. Beginner skiers. The biggest role, I think, with planning a group ski trip is to have accommodations that are going to be comfortable for people that are not going to end up skiing all day. So, for example, last year when we went to Park City, we had kind of a crash pad because it was like, all we need to do here is sleep. Right. We don't need to build crazy fires we don't need to build big dinners we're gonna order pizza and sleep it's kind of the deal for you writer of this question i would make sure that whatever group accommodations you guys have um have enough beds for people one and don't like trust the airbnbs like oh yeah we have that blow-up mattress that we include as a bedroom on our account get something that's going to be comfortable because beginners the biggest thing is skiing is hard uh skiing can hurt if you've never done it before and a lot of times if you're done by lunch that's pretty common so you need something where you're going to be comfortable hanging out at um two pretty much anywhere is going to have terrain that is beginner friendly or group friendly um because a lot of the mountains just that a lot of people are that they're beginners three I think you go to a place with a group, especially with a lot of people that don't do it a lot, they're all from Georgia, where the the nightlife has a big is a, is a big draw, right? Mm-hmm. So like a Breck or a Park City. Yeah. Do you have any initial rules off the bat for ski trips? Those were I mean my like number 1 and 2 are like somewhere accessible. Mm-hmm. Especially if you are a beginner and you um you don't need to be like going off the beaten path to freaking like tell your ride. Correct. You know, like mm-hmm. go go to a Breck. Breck is my is like going to end up being to Denver my yeah. And drive to Breck. It's not that complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh and like you said, lots of stuff to do. I mean, we went to Breck. I didn't ski. I just did shit during the day. Uh lots of stuff to do. Lots of cute little like town like shops to walk into. Um, I think second rule about the house is important somewhere that's comfy to hang out in, maybe has a hot tub Yeah, somewhere that's close enough to the mountain that you're not having to drive. I think for, Mm -hmm. especially if you're not used to driving in snow, I think it's important to be like near the resort, the ski resort so that you can walk 
or if you're if you can find a ski and ski out place even better even better sure probably more expensive i mean definitely more expensive but having somewhere that you're not having to like <laughs> you know drive 30 minutes to go get to the mountain yeah makes Absolutely. that way more complicated especially with people of varying degrees of um ski ability experience yes yep, yep. Because some people want to be there all day and some people are going to be like, I'm done. I'm going to go off right now. Mm -hmm. And you want to cater to all those people. I, I think Breck is a really. I, I My vote is Breck or Park City. Yeah. Both extremely accessible from either Salt Lake or Denver airports. Yeah. Um, both have ample amounts of terrain. So you're not going to get stuck like the Vail lift lines that you see that are 900 people long. Yeah. You can go in different spots on the mountains of Breck and Park City and and get on lifts and ski. Um, I, I just keep thinking of things. One Sally's going to enjoy, make reservations, especially with a group, um, because the worst thing is trying to figure out a dinner like on the fly and you end up ordering pizza or whatever, which is fine. It's always good to do a pizza night. But have a res, like a big group res that everybody can kind of get juiced up for. They get off the mountain. You, you know, go in the hot tub change shower and then get all dolled up for a dinner res mm -hmm. it's always a good time and it always leads to okay now we're gonna go out to a fun opera bar that's open till 2 a.m or whatever um that's a big one and then another one is you mentioned kind of accessibility like drive to the mountain drive you know from here look at a situation and this was so key for us last year whether you can shuttle to the lift right or you can walk to the lift or ski and ski out right there's degrees of expense here but buck for buck and pound for pound i think that makes the experience so much more quality when you don't have to worry about getting three rental cars to the mountain with a parking spot and then home at the end of the day because Nine times out of ten, the parking lot, you're walking, you know, 600 yards to get to the lodge and then the lift. And it's just, it's brutal. So the more you can keep parking in a parking lot out of it, and sometimes it's just, you have no option, right? But the more you can just be shuttled or walk to or ski and ski out, I think that expense makes the experience the highest possible quality. Yeah. And so that's just if you can like start your search there and then move out because you can trade that accessibility for space. If you really want that extra bedroom or you really want the hot tub and yeah. some sort of view in the mountains, I get it. Um, but just make sure that you have a rental car situation dialed in or you have a Uber lined up, whatever it may be. Accessibility and getting to the mountain can change a lot of things because there's nothing worse than sitting there and being like, well, we didn't have a parking spot or the line – the, the car line is an hour and a half long. Just my buddies got stuck doing that last year. It was miserable. But yeah. I think like that's a pretty good and rundown. Then you can rent all the stuff in the town. There's like a million. Oh, ski equipment? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Rent all your ski stuff, uh, which just takes the hassle out of traveling with it. And I would imagine if he's a beginner skier, I would imagine that's what they're doing. And then also like for clothing. Mm -hmm. ski jackets pants etc i try to outsource that like i'm oh, gonna borrow my sisters mm -hmm. 
when we go in Michigan because there's no point in me like buying new ski stuff. It's expensive. Yeah. And if you aren't planning on going multiple times <laughs> in a year mm -hmm. or in your lifetime, don't buy a bunch of ski clothes. Just get on Instagram and put who has some ski there you wear go. that I can borrow. There you go. Rent the uh, rent the ski way. Rent the, rent the down. No, never mind. It didn't work. Uh, I think that covers the ski trip. Yes. I just love talking about them. So I'm trying to think if there's anything else. That's pretty good. Have fun. Do some uh, some some performance enhancing substances while you're there too. They're, that's always fun. Let's go to the last one. So, uh, hey guys, one of my best friends is having a destination wedding in Florence, Italy, Firenze next year. Uh, I've never been to Europe, so I'm wanting to make a whole week out of it and travel the area. Oh, one last thing on the ski trip. Leave Monday, not Sunday. Okay. Leave Monday. I, that's a that's a pretty good vacation rule if you can do that. But. Yeah. Uh, so I'm wanting to make a whole week out of it and travel the area after the three days of events for the wedding. One problem, where do I even start? I'd like to see other parts of Italy, including the Amalfi Coast and definitely Paris, which is not in Italy. Uh, other than that, I'm wide open. What's the best way to plan the rest of my week, i.e. travel, lodging, destinations, etc.? Can I hire an agent at a reasonable price? Any resources out there? Sally, Brett, any personal recommendations for Europe? Here's the fastball, Sally. Just, just absolutely fucking hammer this one out of the park, and I'm going to sit back and watch the master at work. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, I would hire a travel agent. Uh, we use Katie at Lux and Nick's. Mm -hmm. um, she has other agents who work with her now. Um, and good for her. Totally, I think worth doing the cost of the trip alone, like the planning fee you make up for, and like stuff that she's doing or one of her agents is doing by like getting you upgrades, getting you free breakfast, all of those things. Sure. And for me, totally worth it to have the like someone who's logistically done it before to like be like, this makes the most sense. And here's what itinerary would work, and he, and then having someone who's basically on call if shit goes wrong. Mm -hmm. um, and we really didn't even have to call Katie throughout our whole time because everything was laid out and like in an app so that we just followed it along like seamlessly. Love that. Obviously, you don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. A lot of this stuff is able to be done on Google, but you have the experience of someone who's like, oh, I had somebody stay there and they hated it. Or like they did that tour and it was awful. So it's nice to, or like this is a must do thing. Okay. That was what was nice for us is like when we were over there, we did this um, wine safari that Katie was like, you cannot miss this. Every single person who does it is obsessed with it. Interesting. We were like in a Land Rover and like went around to wineries and it was absolutely so fun. Um, so my... Just quick. So first of all, a week goes by a lot faster than you think it does because mm -hmm. every time you have to travel, that's like at least a half of a day that's gone. So packing too much in can be a problem too. And like I think Will and I, when we went, probably had the very most amount that we could pack in without being like so overrun because you want to have time to spend somewhere and not feel like you're just – going from hotel to hotel, not being able to unpack and barely like actually getting to experience the place. So my rule is I would say at least three days in each place Okay. because otherwise you're not spending enough time there to even get a feel for it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
People probably disagree with that and like want to like spend a night in every city, but I no, think I just think that's for me, I need to like chill, have time to explore, know what's going on. Um, if you really want to hit Paris, a way you could do it is like fly into Paris first and do Paris before you go to Florence, sort of use it as a layover, yeah, yeah. Um, most airlines, if you're going to Florence, are not going to like fly direct to Florence. Um, so you're either going to have to stop in Rome or we went London to Florence. Um, you could easily fly into Paris and then fly from Paris to Florence. I, w- I would imagine they have a, a f- I, you definitely can take trains, although that's going to take a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're in Europe, especially if you're just planning on popping around Italy, take trains so much easier than like getting on a little flight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, my ideal itinerary is probably fly to Paris, spend a couple days in Paris, fly to Florence, do the wedding. And then if you're set on the Amalfi coast, I would train from Florence to Naples. Mm-hmm. And then you have a, somebody pick you up in Naples to go somewhere on Amalfi, but you need a minimum of three days in Amalfi. I think it's hard to get to, not impossible to get to, but it's not easy. It's not like jet. You can't like train straight there because you got to like train from Florence to Naples is like three hours and then you've got to get in an, a car ride for an hour at least depending gotcha. on which place on the Amalfi Coast you're going. So that's a whole half day. So if you're going to spend time getting there, spend time there. Um, I would say a minimum three of three nights. So, and then I would fly out of Naples because that's the closest airport. You can fly out of Rome, but then again, you're spending more time getting from Amalfi to Rome to then fly out. So, if you can fly out of Naples, I would do that um, and kind of make it like, you know, big round trip situation. But Italy's beautiful. I mean, so many more people can speak to this, but I think had if I could go back and we loved being in London, it did not come in an opportune time. Mm-hmm. RIP Queen Elizabeth. Um, Tough. But it was important to us because Will wanted to go to soccer games, which we did, again, not do. Uh, and I love London, but uh-huh. that was important to us. But if I could go back and do it, we would have probably flown straight into Italy and spent most of our time there and like, two locations, like, maybe Florence and then Amalfi. Sure. Um, but a, a travel agent is going to make a lot of that better. While you're in Florence or while you're in Italy, definitely hit some wineries or vineyards. They're awesome. The wine's amazing. The olive oil's amazing. Um, the weather is so great. Florence in itself, we did not spend a ton of time in Florence. I think some people, I was kind of like, eh, I don't really care. But then mm-hmm. some people were like, you can spend a week in Florence and not see everything, Interesting. which is okay. true. So it's kind of your more your vibe. I wanted to be on the ocean, but Florence is a beautiful city. So much culture and art and just like places to walk in and have a glass of wine and just experience time with the locals. So figure out what your vibe is, but that's where a travel agent comes in handy to being like, this is what's important to me. Mm -hmm. Like Katie knew that I wanted to be on the coast relaxing with a drink in my hand and not like going into museums. Sure. But like some people like they need to hit all of the sites, you know, put the backpack on and the sneakers. Right. So, you I'd be you like, can Let's drink wine and eat get cheese. on websites and stuff like that and go based on people's reviews. But the best thing you're gonna the most bang for your buck, uh, in my opinion, is using a travel agent who can say like, "I've worked with this property before and they've been really shitty," um, or like these people went like this hotel went above and beyond for their guests. So, like this mm-hmm. is the best bang for your buck. 
Um, so that's my two cents. Love it. I think I'm going to plan Europe next year. Yeah. For me and my buddy, we've always wanted to do this and go to Sweden. Yeah. Gothenburg and do the the Midsummer Festival in Sweden. And that's kind of like my first, it'll be my first time in, in Europe. It'll be like so. light till like till midnight. midnight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's going to do it for the mail-in on the question side of things. Any shower thoughts, Sally? No, I'm just thinking about how I have to go home and pack. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go, I'm going to, shout out to italy i we used all of those vacuum seal packs oh yeah rachel so was doing those too on, and it's i'm gonna use incredible. them for all the sweaters that i'm about to pack for love that love that i i should do that Get too all that air out good great call actually uh my one shower thought is congratulations to your sister on her engagement oh shouts yeah. to emily shouts and to ryan. ryan what is uh what what's the next steps there and do you have a part in them uh I think that they're just enjoying being engaged right now. Very cool. Yeah. In New York, right? Uh, yeah, they were in New York. York. They're they're home now. Very cool. Yeah. That's where they, is that where they met? They did meet. Well, they knew each other in college, but they had their Got first it. rendezvous in New York. Yeah. Ah, yes. When he lived there. Yeah. Rendezvous. Congratulations to them. Um, hoping everybody on the mail-in, knocked on wood, all makes it to their destination safe and on time for Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Merry Christmas. Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Happy New, Happy New Year. Year. Uh, no episode next week. And uh, if you want to, though, if you want to send this to a friend, please subscribe, rate, five stars, review. Uh, hit the hotline number 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Podcast. Sally, where can the people find you? Sally DeFries on Instagram and Twitter. I am Brett Merriman at Schmerriman on both of those platforms. And we'll see you guys next year. No episode next week. 2023, coming in hot. Good 2022, Sally. Yeah. One for the books. One resolution for next year? Uh, no, I got to think on it. I'll tell you on the January 3rd episode. January, January, 4th January episode. okay. First week of January, we'll get our resolutions out there. Yeah. Randy, thank you. Adam, thank you on the clip front. Sally, thank you. Merry Christmas, everybody. See you next year. Bye.